0: Now let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to The Art of Entrepreneurship. Today's episode is another one on LinkedIn, but we got a little bit of a different twist today because I am talking to my LinkedIn creator manager, Trish Lindo. I think a lot of people want to know kind of what goes on behind the scenes when you are a LinkedIn creator and being part of this program that I've been part of for maybe the last 18 months or so has been a really cool part of growing that community on LinkedIn. Trish is amazing because she has an incredible history and a lot of experience in digital media, and she works for LinkedIn specifically with entrepreneurs, which I think gives her a really unique perspective on what it takes to grow an audience and create really great content on LinkedIn. So tune in if you want to hear about what kinds of content you should be posting. And Trish's number one tip, the best piece of advice for growing your audience and gaining traction with your personal brand on LinkedIn. So Trish, everyone is talking about the changes in the LinkedIn algorithm. Actually, I love the email that you send out. That's like, nope, you're not seeing things. Here's an article about how the algorithm changed. And I read the entrepreneur article that now came out a few months ago. Mm -hmm. It seems like the platform is moving kind of more toward what I would think it should be, you know, like the, the educational versus the just straight like quote cards, motivation, stuff like that. And it also seems like the article is saying, but not really saying, I guess, that it's not favoring the surface level content anymore. What is your take on the changes and how have your creators been reacting to it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, the article does a really great job of summarizing, you know, where the feed is going and, and how LinkedIn wants content to be surfaced on the platform. And, you know, a lot of it is surfacing content that people find valuable, you know, professional advice, professional experience, you know, coming from authentic, you know, voices and and, uh, creators on the platform such as yourself. Um, You know, we want to make sure that the audience, when they land on, you know, a post on LinkedIn, they feel like, hey, you know, I just learned something I didn't know before you know, and I can take this information. I can use it to advance my career. I can use it to, you know, help me build my business even more, you know, so we want to make sure that the content on the platform remains valuable, that it doesn't feel like, okay, a waste of time when you are, you know, scrolling on your feed. I mean, LinkedIn is a professional platform. It, It is very different. Than you know, uh, Instagram or TikTok or anything like that, and not just take anything away from those platforms. But, you know, everyone that's on this platform is, you know, a little bit more business minded professionals, um, working in their careers at various companies, some are entrepreneurs and everything like that. So, we want to make sure that, you know, the information that is out there is actually something that can resonate with you and kind of help you to, you know, further, you know, grow your network um, and also to to grow your personal brand and personal development. So we think that, you know, um, the insights that that creators and, and voices are sharing on the platform is 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 something that is unique to um, LinkedIn. And we just want to make sure that, that everyone finds it valuable and continue to find it very useful whenever they're scrolling on LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know that whenever I post some of the more like motivational or mindset type content, if you don't go deep enough, then people will just like comment agreed or a great reminder. And it's like, and that's actually mentioned in the article, right? That, that we're looking for real conversation that's happening in the comments, not just, okay, thanks for the reminder. We want to actually be educated. Is there a certain kind of content that we should be focusing on, like a certain type. So like, Mm -hmm. I know when I started on LinkedIn, it was super video heavy and that's like, it was like 2018 right after, or shortly after they introduced that, that feature. And so videos were favored a little bit more. And then it seemed like polls were, and now sliders and text posts. Are you seeing something work better for others or is it kind of case by case?
1: You know, it is case by case. Um, I have seen videos work really well for some creators, but not for others. Um, Photos, people using images works really well, I think across the board. But I think what you kind of have to remember is to show up authentically, one, and two, show up with what makes more sense for, for you and your community. So your community may like consuming your content when you share videos, you know, um, or they may prefer it when you're just sharing um, some of uh the articles or maybe even LinkedIn Live or LinkedIn audio events, you know. So it's, it's a little bit different depending on the style of content. You know, I've found that um, finance content people sort of, prefer to kind of consume that information more text heavy. Um, And I'm I'm guessing because of the nature of it, Um, you know, salespeople I've noticed tend to be a little bit more video heavy, but their audience kind of like to have that, you know, back and forth and kind of see who is having these conversations. So it's a little bit different for everyone, depending on the content and depending on how your uh, network is consuming your content.
0: Yeah, that totally makes sense. I know when I'm talking about sales and marketing topics, and whenever I want to state a strong opinion or I have a little bit of an attitude about something, then I like to shoot a video because it's like people can then see, you know, see your face and hear the inflection in your tone and stuff like that. But then there's those sliders, the carousels that people are doing that are like 50 freaking slides long now that are so educational. I've been downloading some of them just like, okay, I need to save this so that I can refer to it later and update my best practices because it's always changing. And just like once you start growing an audience of some kind or a following, it doesn't mean that it just works from there. Like you still have to, you still have to be up on the the times and trying new things and all of that good stuff and talking about things that are relevant. What do you Absolutely. think about selfies? Are they still working?
1: I don't think selfies are ever going to go away. Um, I don't think, um, I think it's just part of our culture and, and part of, and, and mainly, you know, um, you know, it kind of all got kicked off, you know, with, with, um, Instagram and, and, and Facebook and everything like that. I don't think selfies will ever go away, but I think every now and then it's nice to switch things up a little bit, share a selfie. Why not? You know, would you share a selfie every day? No. But, you know, hey, every now and then, why not? You know, I think it's it's nice to kind of have some fun and some diversity in your content. I think your audience will probably enjoy seeing you in a very different way or, you know, because we are multifaceted people. We're not just one note. So, you know, have a little fun with it sometimes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you're not sharing a selfie every day unless you're my teen daughters. They love a selfie. I swear. Anytime I'm going anywhere with them, I turn around and they're like, ah, and I'm like, can I be in one? No, mom. Like, okay. I can't wait for you guys to realize I'm actually kind of cool. No. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So there's been a debate forever on LinkedIn. Okay, Should you have a super targeted topic list. Like, should you talk about one topic or a few that you talk about, or should your presence be a little bit more broad and touch on personal topics and stuff like that? What is your take on that?
1: Yeah. You know, I have noticed that that is something that people have been kind of going back and forth for some time. And I will say it really does depend on the type of content you want to share and who you are um, on the platform. So for instance, I, you know, work with uh, entrepreneurs across the board. I've seen entrepreneurs share about business advice. They've shared about their family. They've also shared, Hey, I'm on vacation, you know, my first vacation in five years. I'm excited about it. Um, you know, and I think people really kind of like seeing their favorite creator or voice, like, you know, sharing a different slice of their life. So I think that's fine. But I've also seen people who only talk about one thing and it works for them. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've noticed, it depends again on the category or the segment that you are focused on. You know, um, If someone is talking about government policies and um, you know, finance, I've found those type of categories, people hardcore, stick to it. They don't really deviate or share more of their life but they do really, really well by just kind of focusing on, you know, that particular like niche topic. Um, I think if you are an entrepreneur, sometimes I think being an entrepreneur, you get a little chance to wear so many different hats anyway. Mm -hmm. So why not share that? You know, I mean, you Jackie, you're a mom, you're running successful business, you know, you've got to take your your children to school, you got to pick them up, you got to do all the things, you know? know? And I think You know, I'm sure your audience love to kind of hear, how are you navigating all that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you sharing, you know, every now and then, you know, here's what I'm dealing with this week, you know, with the family and running my business. So I think that, you know, what we have to remember Not only as, you know, people who are creating content on a regular basis is that you are a human being, you are um, a human being having this extraordinary human experience, and there's nothing wrong with sharing that, you know, um, maybe not all the time, but sharing other facets of your life and other perspectives that you're interested in. You know, you might be like, hey, you know what? I'm interested in fashion. I'm interested in talking about movies. And every now and then you can throw that out there to your audience just just to spice it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It's funny because I do share a wide range of content, but I try to make sure I'm posting at least once a week on, well, I'm posting about business all the time, but at least once a week on the marketing topic, right? And it's like, okay. And then I see the debate happening in the feed and I'm like, should I be more focused? But it just doesn't, I go a lot based on gut feeling and like intuition and what seems right to me. And it's like, I am not that, you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs I think really have tunnel vision on their goal. And I'm kind of like, my whole life is just like flexes and flows together, right? Like with the kids with right before we got on this podcast, my kids are in my room and I'm like, mom has to get ready. And they're like, what am I says? My phone's dead. And it's like, okay, I have two more minutes for this. And then I'm going to the podcast, you know? So it's like, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel natural to me to not show those parts, but I do think it's definitely a personal decision
1: yeah absolutely and i think that you know um the way uh social media is sort of set up you know everyone is sort of like looking at each other like am i doing it right you know that person is finding success with this way they show up on the platform maybe i should do that too you know but you really kind of have to figure out like what works for you stick to that, be confident in that, you know? Well, just because someone else is doing something doesn't necessarily mean that it will work for you, you mm-hmm. know, so you have to be comfortable in your own skin and be comfortable and passionate about the work that you're doing so that you can continue to show up authentically. The minute you start trying to be somebody else and do something else that you're not particularly comfortable with, that's where you kind of start losing your audience, you know, and that authenticity slowly kind of goes away.
0: Mm -hmm. And I find that when I'm doing things like that, that I'm not excited about, if it's a direction that maybe I'm not totally bought into, then I'll start dragging my feet. Then it becomes harder to create the content. I don't want to engage as much. And then you just like, you lose excitement. And I've been doing this for now five years, which is wild. And I don't think you continue you know, having a presence and networking and building a community and an audience on a platform for that long without being as bought in as humanly possible and doing it in the way that feels the best to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. You know, I think it's it's always interesting too. you know, when you see the, the diversity in content on the LinkedIn platform, you know. You, you do really have an, a more of an um, indication that, you know, we're all in different buckets in our life. You know, you've got Gen Z who is just starting their careers. You've got people who have been, you know, in corporate America for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. You've got people who are, you know, in the middle of their careers. So, you know, it's great to kind of, you know, hey, be like, hey, this is a topic that I'm focused on, but it is great sometimes to kind of step outside a little bit of what um, you normally share just so that people can get a, a better um, idea of who you are as a creator. And I think also too, it does make people, you know, it um, ingratiates you to people, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that sometimes that's something that's what's missing, I think, You know, and I know we're in a professional space and I know we talk about um, professionalism and and the type of content and expertise and all that, and all of that matters. It is super important, but I think also too, we shouldn't forget like the messy part of life either.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sharing it and letting people know that we are all kind of going through the same messy Mm -hmm. life and it's not what it looks like on social media, even though it looks real perfect in some cases. Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, so with the creators that you are working with, what is the number one best practice that you're giving them right now to grow their communities?
1: Yeah, my number one best practice is consistency.
0: Consistency,
1: mm. consistency. Um, what I found, you know, entrepreneurs wearing many hats, doing all the things, is that it's hard to be consistent, right? Right. You know, you may have a week where you have some time to post your content, but then you drop off for a month, you know, in order to build a successful, um, community on, on LinkedIn and, and pretty much any platform is the consistency. You must create a strategy that is sustainable for you. So I tell my creators, you know, take, you know, maybe once a month or bi-weekly, on a Friday or Saturday or Sunday, whatever works best for your schedule, sit down, take an hour or two and really sort of map out, you know, what's the type of content you want to put out for that month or for that week um, so that you can remain consistent. It also helps too that you're not trying to do things on the fly. You know, trying to do something on the fly is like the kiss of death. You know, Mm -hmm. um, so the more that you kind of set yourself up for success by planning a strategy and showing up consistently, the better that you will be on LinkedIn to grow your network to, um, you know, if you were looking for, you know, um, more leads, if you're looking to build your community even further, um, consensus consistency is the key.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know. Sometimes I'm really good about planning ahead and sometimes I'm doing it a little more on the fly. And I think that I have a good idea of how to do it because I've been doing it for so long. And whenever I'm doing it on the fly, I am freaking stressed and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm supposed to post today. What was I going to post about? I don't have anything to say right now. And it's like, not only does it stress you out, but doing stuff at the last minute like that or not planning ahead is just a breeding ground for mistakes. And that's absolutely something that you don't want to do nope. on a professional platform, especially like catching those typos and making sure that. You know, like everything is even when we're sharing personal stories or whatever it may be, I think that we can still make it like polished and well presented because it is a good a representation of of you and your work. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think sometimes, you know, again, you know, um People try
1: to be something that they're not and, and, you know, think, oh, I can't share this content because it's not like this person's content, you know, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I, I try to remind everybody to really lean into, you know, your knowledge and your expertise um, to really sort of have that engagement on your platform. You know, you just want to make sure that you're just not trying to be somebody else and how, you know, you kind of cultivate your authentic voice is, is with that consistency instead of trying to do it on the fly. And, you know, if you are a little bit more seasoned, like you are, you can definitely do that because it's easier for you. But, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs who are just sort of realizing the power of LinkedIn, um, you know, I suggest really kind of sit down and kind of, you know, understand your why for creating content on the platform and go in that direction um, and stick to it, you know, until you can kind of, you know, you're not the new kid on the block anymore. And you you know where, where how everything work and everything like that. And you can kind of, you know, you know, maybe
0: do a couple on the fly. Maybe a couple, but I'll tell you it's less than ideal. Anytime I do it, I kick myself and I'm like yeah. oh. Why? Like, Why what I am this I doing? I know. <laughs> okay. So, last but not least, let's give a little plug to the LinkedIn Creator Program, which I know is, I guess it's not new anymore, but it was new, what, 18 oh, months ago, a couple of yeah, years ago?
1: Yeah. About two years ago, almost two years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, great. tell me, what is the benefit of being part of it and how do you become a LinkedIn creator?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the LinkedIn Creator program is invitation only. Um, you do sort of work with a creator manager um, that is within your segment. So, you know, I work with entrepreneurs, but we have creator managers around the world. Uh, they work on different facets of the platform, sales, finance, um, you know, uh, marketing, fashion, Um so we do work with a little bit of everyone. I mean, we're almost at a billion people on the platform. There's just not enough of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So not everybody can have, you know, no. a creator manager. For sure. Um, but if you are looking to work with a creator manager, I would say take a look at your content first and make sure that you are sharing consistently, quality content content that is able to spark conversation on the platform and that is resonating with your community. You're driving those conversations. So, um, you know, I still get people who reach out to me, but they, they don't even have like a profile picture yet, you know, um, <laughs> and they haven't shared anything for the first time. And so for that, you know, if I say that you are just getting started, you can follow the LinkedIn for creators page. Yeah. Um, which shares you know, best practices for creating content on the platform. Um, but if you are someone who is sharing consistently on the platform, um, you're talking about topics, you're sparking that conversation on the platform, you can certainly you know, reach out to a creator manager. Um, all of us are on LinkedIn and you know, we're, we feel through our messages on a daily basis. So if you are connected to someone, feel free to reach out. And let them decide if they can, um, you know, work with you on the platform. Sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's not right now. But Mm -hmm. the reason of that is because you know, a lot of us are already working with so many creators already. So sometimes it's really about timing. It doesn't mean that your content is bad or that we don't want to work for you. I know sometimes that's hard for people to hear, but um, you know, sometimes it's really just a timing thing. You know, it's just like, Hey, not right now, maybe another couple of months, I'll have a little bit more room on my roster to work with, with new creators.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and such is life, right? The answer is no a lot. And I think that when you can get that no, and possibly get some tips for how to improve in the future or whatever it may be, then then you can work toward that next step. Is there a certain number of connections or like audience size that someone should have when they would consider reaching out to a creator manager or not really?
1: Not really. I think what's most important to us is that content and um, how good the content is. Um, I've seen people who only have, you know, let's say 300 followers that are putting out really great content. Um, and they just need like a a few tips on how to like grow even more. And, Mm -hmm. um, and obviously the, you know, the pendulum does swing the other way. There's some who have over, you know, 10, 15,000 followers that their content is not that great. And they're trying to figure out why am I not growing? What am I doing wrong? Mm -hmm. So I think if, if you're looking for help, feel free to reach out to a creator manager, or like I said, check out LinkedIn for creators page, or if you're looking to, if you know, Hey, listen, I'm putting out great content and nothing's happening, then there probably just needs to be some tweaks. So still reach out, you know, because at least we, least we can do is share our resources with you. Um, Another newsletter that you can follow too is called the insider That one is a newsletter that is created um, by one of our teammates, um, Melody. And so happy to share those links as well, but you know, sometimes it's the answer is is just not right now but yeah. we're happy to share resources we want everybody to win you know we want everybody to be successful on the platform so we're happy to share those resources and to share um you know those tips for how you can show up and 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 be successful on linkedin
0: yeah absolutely and i'm happy to do it too people reach out to me periodically like man, I'm posting all the time. What I did a call like this last week. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, you know, based on what I know, here are the things that I would change. And it's just like kind of paying it forward. So I think that's amazing. Thank you. And I will drop the links to the LinkedIn Mm -hmm. for creators page and the newsletter that you mentioned in the show notes for everyone to check out. Mm -hmm. Trish, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. And for everyone listening, if you got value out of this episode, if you are someone who is trying to gain some traction on LinkedIn, increase your network, meet some awesome new people. Feel free to share this podcast episode with someone who needs to hear this message and will find it useful. And I'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Trish. Thanks, Jackie.